Hello, this is Jeff Otis, partner at Evergreen, and you're listening to Coffee with Evergreen on the Evergreen Exchange. I hope you enjoyed this 15-minute conversation between myself and Evergreen's Director of Planning, Katie Versio. And as always, thanks for listening. Hey, listener, this episode requires an extra disclosure. Jeff Otis is an employee and partner of Evergreen GovCal. All views and opinions expressed by Jeff and any guest of the podcast are solely the individual's views and do not necessarily reflect the views of Evergreen GovCal. Evergreen GovCal's clients may hold securities mentioned in this podcast at any given time. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions or be considered investment advice. Enjoy the episode. All right. Well, I'm joined today by Katie Versio, Evergreen's Director of Financial Planning. And Katie, it's nice to have you back on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's been a little while, but always excited to be on the pod. Yeah. Good to have you. Um, we're excited to talk about planning today. As as uh, listeners know, we we rotate around with different topics, sometimes more market related. Today is going to be focused more on planning. And so I wanted to start you with uh, given what's going on this year uh, and, the, and how volatile things have been, uh, how do you typically advise clients during during these times of and these periods of volatility? Yeah, so when markets are volatile, it can be really jarring for for investors. Speaking with clients, you know, any whether you're down five percent, ten, fifteen, twenty, thirty, whatever the case may be, I think it can be really jarring um, and can really put the future in in question for a lot of clients. Of will I be able to reach my goals? Will I still be able to retire? Can I spend the same amount? Can I take those trips, buy those big ticket items, those types of things? And I think as advisors, it's really our job to keep our clients on track. Um, of course, we don't have crystal balls, but I think acting as sounding boards to help really keep inv- clients invested over the long term is so important. You know, we know historically that if you try to sell out near the bottom, perfectly time that and then try to perfectly time your entry back in, it's extremely challenging. I would say impossible. As Jeff, I know you've seen that over the years. You know, often the best days of the market follow the worst days in the market. So it's really, you know, trying to keep keep clients invested, see the forest through the trees in terms of what the long-term goals are. And also, you know, of course, I think at Evergreen, we do a good job of adjusting the portfolio as things shift, but overall just trying to keep, keep people invested and stay in a strategy that that makes sense. Yeah, I would add to that. I mean, I think that's why in, in terms of onboarding new clients, we spend so much time up front really getting to know the person and how they deal with uh, volatility. What is their risk tolerance? What are their return expectations? Kind of what is the goal for the money? And that way we can build out what I think are, you know, appropriate allocations for their goals and risk tolerance and then guide through that, right? So I think part of our role is making sure that we do have a plan that in, that uh, is incorporating both the ups and the downs of the market. I know that we spend a lot of time, at least, uh, you know, reviewing client uh, financial plans together and looking at things like Monte Carlo simulations, which bake into uh, a lot of our forecasting, uh, you know, both best case scenario, worst case scenario, and all the kind of uh, challenges that the market can can provide along the way. So I, I want to kind of maybe detour a little bit to talking about new clients because we have a lot of those coming in all the time and we're fortunate for that. But the question I'm hearing more and more is like, is now a good time to get into the market, right? It's like, what should I do? Should I wait? Should I get in? And so how do you advise new clients on how to build out their portfolios? 
Yes. So again, timing the market is extremely challenging, but I think, you know, there's ways that we can be thoughtful about it. And when new clients are coming on board, it does depend on, again, what are the goals for the money? What are the long-term objectives? But um, also depends on how the money is currently invested at that time. If someone's coming over with more of a fully invested portfolio, but they're maybe trying to shift things a little bit within that, maybe having a big growth focus in the stock portfolio to go to more value-based portfolio or, or or just kind of make a swap. It's it's easier for we're more um, can get invested more quickly. But if it's coming from cash, you know, that's where I think we can put a lot more thought behind it and a lot more strategy that will really help to say, you know, if you're coming over with a million dollar portfolio in cash. It's pretty hard to say it's going to be this is the perfect day to invest and get that all built out. And so coming up with a strategy, working with our investment team of maybe it's over a specific number of months, you know, maybe we set certain, um, certain uh, bandwidths of where the market's at at different levels to get things invested, but it really does depend on what the client comfort level is and what the long-term goals are. And so I think that is something that is unique with us is that we can be really, um, really strategic about that and really thoughtful about how we get the money to work. But thinking in the long-term perspective, you know, times of volatility is a really good time to be getting money invested. And I think, you know, with a lot of the stock market still, you know, we've had a good bounce here in the last month or so, but it's still at pretty depressed levels from what we've seen in recent years. So I think getting invested in these strategies um, over time will really help, you know, in the next three, five years or so. Yeah, one thing I like doing is, I mean, certainly putting some of this on the client. I know clients are looking to us for advice on what to do, and no one has a crystal ball of where the market's going to be a week or two or three from now. And so we talk often about, you know, what, what's the goal, what's the what's the uh, what's the objective for the for the money? Are we talking three, four, five, ten years out? And so, like in that case, you don't want to necessarily be too cute on entry point, at least from our view, and especially if you're setting a target allocation you know, stocks to bonds or whatever it may be in a more diversified approach of what is appropriate for a client given the goals and the risk tolerance, you know, kind of building to that target allocation or even in some cases starting off, you know, maybe slightly more defensive or slightly more uh, conservative than maybe what your target allocation would be and then setting alerts uh, for moving to that at, at a, you know, a five or 10% market pullback from here. But in those conversations, clients are, are made aware that, you know, if we're going to be slower to invest or create any sort of these entry points at different amounts, you always risk losing out on upside is should the market have already touched bottom and will then rally from here, right? And so, you know, so many conversations over the years with various investors who, you know, have tried personally to time the market, you know, this, I didn't feel good about where things were going. And so I liquidated the whole portfolio to wait for a better entry point. And then markets rally 30, 40%. And they're like, okay, well, I think we're probably out of the woods by now, right? Versus, you know, and then you always have those few investors that get it right, you know, they just time it perfectly. And so they get out, fully liquidate their portfolio in 2007. And then, you know, and then like the market goes down 50% or 60%. And they're like, see, I was right, right? And so now they feel like they can they can predict these things. And, you know, so it's, it's always interesting, you know, with each individual that we work with of like where their, uh, where their perspective is and what their expectations are. But again, I, I do think getting in a portfolio invested, especially in, in this climate where, 
stocks have sold off and bonds have sold off and offer at least some value, uh, you know, could they could they become more attractive? You know, could we go through another sell off ahead? And of course, right. But we'll, we'll be in a position to capitalize on that as well. Before we wrap up, I do want to talk about specific strategies that you recommend to clients when markets are down, you know, like uh, how are clients from a planning perspective able to capitalize on that and, and a few things that you talk to them about? Yes. Yeah, so I always try to focus from a planning perspective on what are the things we can control, right? We can't control what the markets are going to do. It's possible to predict the exact right timing, but there are a lot of things that clients and investors can take advantage of when the market is down. So a few of those are, so Roth conversions are a, is a really good opportunity to convert some IRA money to a Roth. For those that are listening that aren't aware of what that is, just kind of a brief overview is you can take money from your traditional IRA that's pre-tax money, and you can take out a portion of your account, you can take all of the account, pay the ta income taxes on it in the current tax year, and then convert it to a Roth IRA where you pay no taxes on growth. So it's a really savvy move. There's a lot of strategy and timing about that of when it makes the most sense. But when the markets are down considerably, let's say for an easy example in your IRA, you had all of Apple stock or all Amazon stock, and then you it's at a 20 to 30% haircut from where it was at this time last year. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so you can pay, you can, you can convert that. You can keep the shares. You can transfer the shares in kind to the Roth and pay taxes on that lower amount and then take advantage of all of that long-term growth. So that's one of the big ones that stands out to me um, of kind of how to take advantage of that. Um, another good strategy right now is to do gifting, whether that's to heirs directly or gifting to trusts when asset levels are depressed, you know, it, you could take advantage of, um, shifting assets out of your estate. And right now in 2022, there's a higher lifetime gifting amount. It's over 12 million right now at the federal level. And in 2026, that's set to revert back to about five and a half million. And so getting money out of your estate now, it's a smart move from a policy perspective, but also when asset levels are lower, um, shifting it to beneficiaries that may be in a lower tax bracket can make a lot of sense too. Yep. And then, um, of course, tax loss harvesting is, is a good opportunity to do that. We're doing that internally in our strategies where you sell a security at a loss. You can you have to wait 31 days to get back into the same um, into the same security. But you can go into a uh, like type security, like a Pepsi to a Coke, for an example, or buy an ETF that gives you a similar exposure. Get the loss. Take that uh, loss for your for your tax return and then buy that security back. So it's a good way to kind of to do that. We do that with our internal portfolios, but if there's there's more of a complex tax situation for one-offs for clients, it can make sense to do that a little bit more aggressively. And then the last one that's a little bit niche but can make a big difference is called uh, net unrealized depreciation, where this applies to those that are still working and that have employer stock in a retirement plan. And so when you separate from service and take a lump sum distribution from the plan, you can distribute the shares in kind from the plan. So let's say you have Microsoft in your 401k, you can distribute the shares in kind, pay ordinary income taxes on the cost basis, and then continue holding those shares in a brokerage account. So it can be a way to get it out of that employer uh, in that tax deferred wrapper where you pay income taxes when you take it out and then 
essentially get it into a brokerage account where you can pay uh, more favorable long-term capital gains rates on that. So again, not applicable to everyone, but it can make sense. So again, those are just a few things to think about, but I really try to focus in these periods with clients on what you can control, because I think in the long run, you know, making sure that you're saving enough, making sure that, you know, you're setting yourself up right can make a lot bigger difference than, you know, what's the market doing on a day to day basis. Yeah, I think that's really good. And I think just reprioritizing, refocusing on the things that you can control matters mm-hmm. in almost everything. Right. I mean, there's so much. Uh, that's going on around us in markets, financial markets all the time that is uh, totally outside of our control. Uh, And like I said earlier, there's no crystal ball to know what tomorrow holds, you know, let alone next week or next month. And so having a plan, uh, first and foremost, that is serving as a bit of a guidepost for what would be appropriate for clients and then taking advantage of some of these strategies that are available to clients along the way, I think is really important. I would add, uh, just to wrap this up, you know, quarter three for us is a quarter that we that we um, like to prioritize reviewing estate plans and kind of insurance policies for clients, which we're just starting to work in on. Um, but that's something that we've built into our kind of regular reviews for clients already, um, you know, and would be a fantastic opportunity for anyone listening to think about their own estate plan, will, trust, you, or, you know, beneficiaries on various accounts, how accounts are titled, all that, right? That goes into some of this. So yeah, that's a good point, Jeff. I'll just say, you know, anecdotally, I've been working with a lot of clients on this over the last few months of reviewing those estate plans. And it's very common for me to see 10, 15, 20 year old documents. And, you know, if something were to happen and things aren't updated correctly, you know, it can cause increased estate taxes, getting making sure your beneficiaries get the money that you intended for them to have. So I think those types of things, which may seem less pressing than the daily ups and downs of the market, can really help in the long run to make sure that things go as you'd like them to. So good point there, Jeff. Well, again, I appreciate you ha- uh, jumping on with us. And, and, you know, it's nice as a firm to do kind of all things, right? Be able to manage assets in the custom way and, and the personalized way that we do it. Uh, you know, build custom portfolios for, for individual investors and families uh, per their goals, but then also really layer in a heavy amount of financial planning along the way. And I know you and your team spend so much time on that. So appreciate all your help uh, along the way. So we will get you on again, but thanks for your insights here and, and for your continued dedication to all of our clients. Great. Thanks, Jeff, for having me on. Okay. Thanks, Katie. Evergreen GovCal is a wealth management firm with offices in Bellevue, Washington, Portland, Oregon, and California's Bay Area. We provide investment management, tax compliance, family office, and retirement planning services. Evergreen is accepting applications for new clients who align with our firm's investment and planning approach. If you think you might be a fit with us, follow the link in the show notes to fill out our prospective client compatibility survey.